For decades each January, Detroit had the auto show world to itself. But recently, Las Vegas added cars to its already huge electronics show. Does Detroit hear footsteps? Coming up on AutoLine This Week. And now, here's your host, John McElroy. I want to thank you all for joining us on AutoLine this week. You know, there's a lot of change going on in the automotive industry right now to electrification, all this talk about ride sharing and car sharing, and even the move to autonomous cars. And guess what? We're also starting to see changes in auto shows all around the world, too. And that's the topic of today's discussion. Joining us for that discussion includes Sam Slaughter. He's the chair of this year's North American International Auto Show, also known as the Detroit Auto Show, and he's a car dealer. Peter DeLorenzo is the publisher of AutoExtremist.com, and Mark Phelan is the car critic for the Detroit Free Press. And I want to thank you all for joining us here today. Peter, let me start with you. Where do you think this is going? Are our car shows going to stay the way that they've always been, or are we in for a ride? I think we're in for a ride in that uh, some of the manufacturers are thinking that the media don't matter anymore, and they want to just go to social media. Uh, Ford introduced the Mustang in the middle of the show this week, as Mark pointed out in his column, eliminating a huge chunk of viewers right off the bat. And uh, so that's changing, and I, and I think the, the, the rise of the Consumer Electronics Show has sort of thrown everything in disarray. For the Detroit Auto yeah. Show, which is a, just the week before the Detroit Show. Yeah, and you were there, and you know that it's, it's a back-to-back slog, and, and I just think things are changing rapidly. Mark, what are your thoughts? I think things are changing rapidly, and, and I don't think there's any doubt that auto shows will be reinventing themselves, but I'd be surprised if they completely disappear anytime in, in, in the near future. I mean, that walking from one car to another and the spectacle of it, and especially you know, on a cold, dreary winter evening, the, uh, the opportunity to go into some place you know, like Cobo Center in, in Detroit and see that it's warm, it's lit up you know, l- l- like Las Vegas. Um, it, it, it's a spectacle. It's a place people can go with the family. So I suspect that a- at some way it will evolve, but it will continue to exist. Sam, you ran this year's auto show in, in Detroit. Troy, do you see changes coming? Absolutely, I do. I, I think that, you know, just look at this year's show and what we did with automobility during press and industry days, which we'll do in public days next year. And explain that a little bit for the viewers. So automobility is, is the opportunity to bring the technical question or, or technical forum into an auto show, which is really the first time in a major show in the, in the same building uh, that, that, the, that that's been possible. And we did that because... Technology is such a big part of the car. There's still this sheet metal, which is the sexy part. We all love that part. But it, you just mentioned it, self-driving cars and uh, adaptive cruise control and lane keep assist. There's so much technology coming in the next 10 years, more than in that last 40 years probably. So we felt to evolve as an auto show, we need to make that part of the show. And I think that uh, you know, if you look at the at the show history, look at look at pictures from the show 20 years ago. You don't think auto shows have changed in the last 20 years? Look at the the picture from 1962, which is in our office at DADA, and all it was was carpet, cars, and models. Right? It, it didn't have all this. So, it's got to evolve like any other thing does. Uh, and we're excited to be leading that as as the North American International Auto Show or Detroit Auto Show, as I like to say. So, too. Sam, when are we going to change the name to the Detroit Auto Show? You know, I, I'm not author 
authorized to answer that question, but <laughs> it, can we go off the record a, a minute? Yeah, no, uh, I guess not. No, I guess not. You know what? I actually think that's a great idea, and I think that um, there was a reason and a good reason to change it, uh, and I think I think it's brought our show and our city so much. Uh, but you know, there at at a certain point in history, you know, saying Detroit wasn't so cool. Now, when you're on an airplane anywhere in the world and you say you're from Detroit, you got some swagger, right? And so I think I think that's a great uh, uh, idea, and we are talking about that. But it would have to be the Detroit International Auto Show, right? Because it's the international certification that you've got and, and that status that helps to bring the big unveilings and the, the fancy stands. You know, I, I'm not an expert on that, but what I would tell you is that, um, you know, we don't call it the Geneva International Auto show but it is an international auto show so i don't know that's any certification i think it gave us credence in 1989 when when we did it and you know there were some naysayers saying okay change the name but it's still the same damn auto show but uh, darn auto show but it really wasn't and and i think we've proven that in the last 27 years 28 years well i've noticed even your tv ads locally say detroit auto show yeah so well, you know, you know, the Frankfurt Auto Show is the the IAA, which is a German acronym. No one calls it by the IAA. Exactly. They say, I'm oh, going Germans to the Frankfurt do. Auto Show. Right. But Germans do. Well, you know, but that, that tends to be in letters or communications yeah. that way. But, you know, they'll say, oh, well, we see you in Frankfurt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. right. That's right. But, you know, and, you know it's just, great... just to pick up on that, too, I'm so proud of our city. You know, when, when you look at what you can do within walking distance or, or you know, very short uh, period uh, travel from, from downtown at Cobo Hall, it really is amazing what's happened. And there are a lot of people who have worked very hard to make that happen, and, and I think that that's... Uh, one of the reasons that the auto show is so great is our city is now great. Well, and, and I was talking at, at the Free Press stand at the show earlier this week. I was talking to the nicest couple in the world who had come in from a town in Montana whose name escapes me at the moment. It's the northern entrance to Yellowstone National Park was how they described it to me. And part of the reason they came was because they knew we had a great auto show. And part of the reason they came was because that they had heard that there was a lot of interesting stuff happening in Detroit. And they were having the time of their lives. Yeah, they were going to go just, see you know, the Red Wings. Just one of the top know, ten places you got to see in 2017. How I know. Cool what is that? Better, I, and I'm all for moving the show out of the dead of winter so that people can come and really enjoy the city and not have to stay indoors all the time. Can, can I take the first swing at this? Yeah, one? go ahead, oh, Mark. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, you can. But all I'm going to say is, can we talk about moving Christmas next? But yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, I, and I mean, for, first and foremost, and I'll say this, you know, first, you know, so Sam doesn't have to. Auto shows exist to sell cars, and if you had the show in May when everybody's out going to Tigers games and enjoying the sidewalk cafes and playing golf. One, you'd have you know, trouble you know, getting people to come into Kobo. Two, Kobo would be way too hot. And three, it's easy to sell cars in those seasons, right? That's why they call them the selling season. How much more business do you get and how much more business do the local businesses get by having it in January? I, I got an email yesterday from the owner of Green Dot Stables and Johnny Noodle King, a couple of great places downtown. He said, you know, he has conversations in, in the restaurant community. People are saying, oh man, I just pray I can make it through January every year. January is his best month of the year and it's because of the show. So there's a lot of benefit for the city to having it in, in, in the winter. But John, we talked about this, of creating a Motor City Month. And that is starting with the Grand Prix, Roger Penske's favorite thing. The, the IndyCar race right. on Belle Isle, Isle. In, on the island in the city. Followed by the uh, Detroit Auto Show. 
bringing the Dream Cruise forward on the calendar, so it's not the third weekend in August conflicting with Pebble Beach. But conflicting with Pebble Beach matters to nobody except people on the inside like you and me. Right, but There's still, like 300 people in the world who might go to both. Still, camps. we could create this, this month-long celebration of the automobile if we move the auto show. But yeah. they are, but August is sort of already that. I mean, it begins with the uh, Concours d'Elegance at St. John's, and there are events going on throughout the month, and it you know, more or less uh, um, comes to a peak with the, with the Dream Cruise. I, th I think a month of auto stuff is great, but I, having spoken to the people who run Kobo and other things, I think the idea that the auto show is something that you can just pick up and move is... Not oh, realistic. no one's arguing that it would be easy. No, yeah, no one's right, saying that right. you could do it next year. No, no one's right. saying that. No, but 2020. Yeah. I mean, if you said, okay, 2020, we're going to have the show in June. You know, and then some arguments say, well, then you're the last show and no one cares. No, you're the first show and you have fall introductions in market that you can show in June that normally, I mean, they show stuff at Cobo Hall uh, that are, is nine months to 12 months away. If you show it in June and it's going to be in showrooms in three months, I think that's pretty strong, too. Yeah. Well, and manufacturers are telling us that they, they like a shorter cycle now. Remember the old days that you'd see a car at the auto show. When can you get that? Oh, 2019 and a half, right? Well, that, that, that's not very exciting for, as, a, as a retailer. Um, but I think there are plenty of introductions that happen in the spring that if we did it too late, uh, we'd run into. But I, I think the the... I think there's something to be said for, for doing it all together. There's also something to be said for spreading it out. And if you look at hotel rooms, you look at restaurants, you look at the $450 million that, that the auto show brings to Detroit in January, which for any business is a tough month in Detroit. Um, I, I, I just think that the, uh, the, the weight of figuring out how to move it and, and messing up you know, all the things that have, that have been going on for 30 years or 40 years since it's been in January uh, kind of outweigh some of the other things. Not that it would be a bad idea, but I think it's just, it's just a, a monster to try to move. Well, it's and, always and, been in, in January. You always run the risk of every, once a decade, you're going to have some sort of weather situation sure. that screws it up for everybody. Right. The real change, though, has been the growth of CES in Las Vegas. Right. And uh, it's, there's no question it's siphoning off introductions. There's no question it's siphoning off new technology intros. Most importantly, it's now starting to siphon off the media. I talked to uh, one of our German colleagues, for example, who said, I can't do this next year. I went to CES. I can't go home now and rest up a little bit and come back for Detroit. I got to do both. And she was saying, I, I can't devote two weeks to going and covering both shows. It's right. not going to happen. And right. she says, if I got to choose, I got to go to CES. That's where the real sexy stuff is now. But she doesn't know what's going to be at uh, the Detroit show or CES next year. I know, but and she's already making her, per, her decision based on perception. She's going to go wherever Mercedes has the big introduction. <laughs> yeah. You know, if Mercedes has, a, has a, a big, sexy vehicle introduction or a big, sexy tech introduction at CES, the Germans will go there. If you know Mercedes, in, if if Mercedes you know has you know the E-Class coupe, and BMW has the new 5 Series here, or the equivalents to those, because those were the two they had this year, that's where the German media is going to go. I know, but the the big splashes, you know, like Mercedes two years ago doing its first autonomous concept car. Even this year, you saw, I think it was six major OEMs did reveals at Vegas. would have been a tiny headline here. The only thing that would have been the top half of the news cycle if it had been 
on the one press day here, and the fact that you only had one meaningful press day is another matter. Um, but the, the, that, that's the, the next thing we're getting the, at. The, the Chrysler Portal minivan would have been maybe one of the top five stories out of Detroit's press day. The other stuff that happened at CES was really pretty trivial this year. I mean, it was business-to-business -business stuff. It was Ford saying, hey, we've got something that works as well as Apple CarPlay. And that's not a headline that's going to drive people to well, the show. So, so let's look at what, why did automated manufacturers start going to CES? The reason, in, in our opinion, DADA's opinion, Detroit Auto Show's opinion is, we didn't have a place for that kind of technology, that kind of B2B, that kind of, uh, of story. You got... 20 minutes as a manufacturer to introduce your new Toyota Camry, you, you, you can talk about the car, but you can't talk about all the technology. You just didn't have time. And, and look, we respect what, what CES does. And, and you know it started with cell phones and it's expanded. But there was a natural move because we did not as an auto show. And I'm saying we, of all the top shows in the, in the country and the world, didn't really have a place for it. So automobility was our first foray into making that something that an auto show is. And in my opinion, I look at, at, the, at automobility like I looked at internet car sales 20 years ago, right? 20 years ago, I signed up with Autobytel. I took my IT guy, because nobody else knew how to do the computer, made him the internet sales guy, and we sold 10 or 12 cars a month, and, and, and that was the internet department. And I said back then, someday you're not going to be able to tell the difference between the internet department and the whole showroom. And that's where we are today and have been for the last few years. So I think that's what's going to happen with auto shows. If it, because technology is going to change so much about not only the cars we drive, but the cars we ride in, or how, how we ride in them, I think it's just inevitable that that's going, to be, that's going to become the auto show. And so at that point, then there's a real choice that a manufacturer will make as to whether I have something that, that's B2B or something I need to do CD, CES, that's fine, or if I have something here that I need to bring to Detroit. And it's not just Detroit that CES is siphoning off. Some of those introductions could have been in L.A., could have been in uh, Chicago, could have been you know, Well, I'll give you anywhere. a different perspective, slightly different perspective. And, and one thing I'll say starting off, I went to the automobility when I when I got the chance with everything going on. I thought it was stupendous. I thought you guys knocked it out of the park day, you know, with your first attempt. In fact, the best technology tidbit that I came out of both CES and Detroit was at automobility. And I won't get into that now. But here's why I don't think uh, automakers are going there for that reason. They want to be perceived on Wall Street, all of them, even the ones that are based overseas. They want to be perceived as tech companies, right. not auto companies, right. because their stock multiples are rotten. And right. if they could just get to the, the market average, their stock would double. So why are they going to CES? Because they're going to get the tech media covering them. Yeah. A lot of the automotive media doesn't even like this new technology. They right. don't want to talk about ride sharing and car sharing. And you so got a little I, bit I, of I, uh, I, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, yeah. right? How come John Kraftcheck? came to Detroit with his Waymo brand new yeah. company yep. showing off his car, made a fabulous presentation. So I would I would say the jury's out, yep. right? This was our first shot. Yeah. Let's see what we can do next year. Let's see how it evolves. And I think I think really both shows need to keep evolving. And everything we do in life has to keep evolving. I say to my my team all the time, if we're not changing, we're going backwards, we're dying. And sometimes they don't like the rate of change. Uh, but you know what? I think we have a great dealership because we focus on changing and adapting. And that's what our show is. Hold on. Peter, what you were about Sorry, to say. You've already announced you're going to move the show back a week next year, right? Right. Because CES wanted to move? 
No, we we have those dates locked okay. in because you know COBO contract. We have to lock those in. The re, what happens is because of the the way the calendar works. Every year you shift back a day, leap year shift two days back. So every once in a while you got to reset and move back, and so that that was in the works. Yeah, it's the window that you move around in. Yeah, we, we, years, which right? we have for thirty years. Well, unfortunately, this, this year's show, I, a lot of manufacturers skipped it, and you could feel it walking around. It, it felt like a down show. I'm not talking about the mobility part. I'm talking about just the show itself, and uh, I felt it, and I. I it gave me pause. It's just like, boy, things have to change here because you want the manufacturers to want to be there. That's exactly and right. And they skipped, and it, you could feel it, right, Jim? Well, you know, you, you could, Peter. You're absolutely right. And I would hasten to add, this isn't just a Detroit issue. You know, there were a half a dozen car companies, major ones, that skipped the Paris show. Sure, right. The Ford Motor Company did not even exhibit in Paris. Right. I was at the L.A. show. I, I thought the same thing. This thing's kind of deadsville. Yeah, and, and, and I guess from my perspective, I felt a lot of energy, and I thought it was a very up show. We did have some manufacturers that didn't, uh, that didn't reveal cars or didn't reveal them on time, uh, and, and that's frustrating to us because I think sometimes the manufacturers forget that you, you want to continue this $450 million injection into our city, then, then we need your participation, right? It, 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 it's got to be, the hometown team's got to be there. And, and, and we have those conversations with, with all the manufacturers about coming. But I think that the point you're making is exactly right. We, as an auto show, have to keep evolving. And it's not a cheap date for these manufacturers to build this, all these wonderful big displays. And so we're constantly thinking to ourselves, how can we evolve? How can we make that more palatable? Because if you don't have anything to say, it's a lot of money to spend to come to the Detroit Auto but Show. We're really talking or the Frankfurt, or the Geneva. But we're, we're talking about several things when it comes to these shows. There's the media days, and that's what we've really been concentrating on. Now, you guys for the Detroit Auto Show have created automobility. Right. You know, the Frankfurt show's doing the same thing, the sure. LA sh show's doing, and then you got public days. Well, public days, I mean, those are fantastic, and that's what I think you're talking about. Right. Energy is great. Right. There's so many exciting things to do on the floor, all these different driving simulators, so even if the kids aren't interested in the cars, they right. got something to play around in. Right. So we're really talking about three different things here, a media show, a business show, and the public days. I don't think the public days will ever go away, but when you have automakers not even showing up, I mean, you're, you're cheating the public. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th I think we don't have very many that didn't show up. We have some some brands that have historically been in and out of shows, mm -hmm. uh, but the, the major brands but are here. Sam, and I'm not picking on Detroit. Like I said, yeah. there was a half a dozen that skipped uh, the Paris show. Sure. There were sure. those that skipped L.A. They're skipping Detroit. I think we'll see the same thing at, uh, at the Frankfurt show in Geneva. Right. Well, I think a lot of manufacturers, we were talking about this earlier, believe that they can do it through social media. And I don't think that's the case. And overall, will auto shows go away? No, because when you get out of the Motor City bubble and you go to other parts of the country, they look forward to the auto show coming. It's their only chance to see everything. Right. So, and, right. and I thought the Detroit show, unfortunately, lacks some manufacturers where you didn't see everything because they didn't show up. So that was unfortunate. Well, and, and, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the two... The, the thing that made a difference between this feeling like, I mean, there's some great stuff at this show.
There are also, you know, some sort of dead spots. And to me, it feels like the, the reason that the dead spots are there are because neither two of the three big local companies didn't show much. Right. I, I mean, you know, the, fa- the fact that Jaguar Land Rover isn't there, ah, you know, uh, the, the, that's not a particularly big deal. They were here last year when they had big announcements to make. They're not here this year. But see, if I'm the, the public, fact that I want to see the Jaguars. I want to see the Land Rovers. I want to see the Ferraris and the Maseratis and the Lamborghinis right, and, and all that stuff. We get complaints from people that, hey, how come they're not here? And we say, we explain it. Well, they didn't have anything to show. Well, I just wanted to see what they're selling now, right? right? Well, so, you know, there is a balance, and, and there are three different shows that that we're doing. And if you if you throw uh, the gallery in, there are four, uh, and and so it's our challenge as as DADA to continue to listen to all this input, which is great input, and and make sure that we're on the cutting edge, mm-hmm. which we've done for twenty nine years since we've been nice. And you've got, as well as the three day, uh, shows where you were already talking about, you've got the industry days that draw, right. what, 40,000 40, engineers from around the world frequently. That's actually, those in. are actually my two favorite days because you, you see these engineers lying down, taking pictures of the brake drums or whatever they're People taking, measurements. On tires. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. But part of the magic of auto shows is you go and see stuff you can't see anywhere else. Yeah. And I and part, and that magic I think was lacking this year. And the other thing the manufacturers forget is people want to go to the auto show and and be wowed. And they've forgotten that. They've gotten away from it. It's all the concept, well these are production ready concepts. I said, well, that's that's not what auto people want to see magic at auto shows. And I think we've gotten away from that. And that's that's I, I totally agree. The concept cars tend to be these days the production car and they pull the, the door handles off to make it look smoother and they put on bigger tires and they call it a concept. Yeah. It's not a concept. And I, I totally agree with you, Peter. The public wants to be wowed. They want to be shown what's the future, what's really coming. Ford did one interesting thing. It was a, a virtual reality ride, if you will. Yeah. And you sort of flew wearing these goggles. You flew through a city of the future. I like that approach. I, I like automakers painting a vision of the future. Yeah. And Peter, you and I have talked about this over the years. If you go back to the 50s and 60s, Ford had the Rotunda. GM used to do the Motoramas. And people would flock to those shows right. because it was painting a vision for the future. And I'll also add, that's how you get a young generation interested in joining the auto industry, not just looking at all the shiny new cars. Exactly, right. right. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be an advocate of, of and you know, uh, these manufacturers don't ask me, and I'm not an expert, but you know, spend a little less on the glitzy display. Do more interactive things. Show a concept car. Sh- paint the vision of the future. That's a great line. You know, if I if I walk into the Brand X booth, I should I should see what I could buy today. But really, what's their vision of the future? Because, and and you know, part of the challenge of that is I'm not sure any of us really do know the the, the vision of the future. But you can have your your opinion, your opinion, each manufacturer. But I like that idea. I think that's smart. What do you make, uh, Mark, of what uh, the issue Peter raised, though, is that uh, the automakers now need, now believe they really don't need the media that much anymore. There are clearly some that do believe that. Um, and, and others, you know, you can tell by where they they spend their budgets. They they still think that auto shows and the media matter. Uh, that's just that, that's a matter of you know waiting and seeing how the data what the data says when it comes in. I mean, you know, I I think the media is important, but I'm part of it. Yeah, yeah. If, it, if it turns out, <laughs> and I agree with you. If it turns out that they can sell as many cars and get their message through in a way that people retain and believe going around us, that's what they'll do. So we just have to, we, we got to, you know, the, the automakers, maybe they have to bring more you know, far out concepts, which would be a great thing to drive interest. But maybe we got to do our job better too. 
Hmm. Well, and I think I think that's the whole point of this conversation is, you know, you guys are in the media, all three of you, are, you're in the media. How much have you changed what you do from the old days of writing or typing and now you're tweeting and, you know, have your blogs and your social media out there? And, and there's power in that, that the, that the make, car makers need to understand, too. Yeah. Well, and you have data that compares how the various auto shows stack up we do. in terms of uh, press coverage. Have you considered trying to track, you know, social media, oh, yes. things like that? Yeah. Do you use that when you're making the pitch to yes. car companies? Yes. So, so what's the impact of, of social media versus an auto show? Um, I can't tell you that statistic. I know that that's part of the measurement because we're looking at, at really anything that, that mentions or, or in a significant way talks about what was, was uh, shown at the show. Uh, last year's data, uh, which usually comes out in the middle of the summer, uh, the Detroit show uh, had more media coverage th through all all facets of media than LA, New York, or Chicago and Chicago combined. And we were, I think we beat Frankfurt and we were right there with Paris, which they go every other year. Uh, so, you know, it, we, we really do have a lot of coverage, but if, to your point, if you didn't count the social media and nobody counted the social media, what, what would it look like? Peter, but, we're to, what, uh, sorry, but, but, finish that thought. But how would you count what you guys do? Is that is part of what you do would, would be counted as social media because you're sending it out in a, in a digital way? I would, yeah, I would guess it would be. Yeah, the Free Press does a lot of stuff on Facebook. I, I gave a couple of reader tours during the evening, yeah. and we did Facebook Live with one of them. That's clearly social media. Sure. So, I'm, I mean, yes, we, we're trying to, to reach those two, and maybe we're part of the strategy that manufacturers will use to, to reach that. But, but I think that maybe the, the, the manufacturers social media, it's, it's all short, it's all pithy, yeah. it, it's not, you know, uh, reflective, it's not analytical, and, and I'm not putting it down because of that, because <laughs> I use social media all the time, but it's a different kind of coverage. It's a selfie, hey, I'm standing in front of the, the Kia hamsters at the show. Right. It's not you know, trying to parse where is this industry going in the future. You got to have both. But I think what Peter is saying is the social media is tending to broom out the the traditional media on the part of the OEMs right now. Well, and, and uh, this past, the media days at the show used to be two full days and it was really only one day this year. That was, and some of the manufacturers tried to skirt media altogether or, you know, distract them from the rest of the companies. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'll, I'll go be a little bit more generous in, in my assessment of the media days this and year. quick, we're getting out of the end. Sunday, Sunday was, a, was a good day as well because you had two big headlines. You had yeah. Pixar with Cars 3, and you had Google, John, John Crafchick and Waymo showing their vehicle for the first time. You know, which, which is interesting. That was all the back, quick, quick. back to your point, those are technology companies that came to Detroit. Yeah. So it, it, it goes both ways. It does. And with that, we're going to have to wrap this up. Sam Slaughter, Peter DeLorenzo, Mark Phelan, thanks so much. This conversation's not over, but we got yeah. to turn the cameras off All right. now. I want more time. I want to thank all of you for having tuned in.